Hi, I'm Nargis Hakim Rahman, and I'm bringing you a special series on Boney in collaboration with South Asian American Digital Archive about 10 of Metro Detroit's Bangladeshi women entrepreneurs. Learn more at sada, S-A-A-D-A dot org. Stay tuned. So today I'm here with Mafruja Begum, uh, owner of Merciha Home Care Services, healthcare services for the elderly in the Michigan area. So um, thank you so much for joining me, Mafruja. So first of all, tell me about your childhood. Um, were you born here? Were you born in Bangladesh? And tell me what it was like growing up. Okay, so I was born in Bangladesh and uh, came to the States um, when I was about seven. Um, my father bring us here. He, we were originally supposed to land in Dubai and my father ended up being coming to the States around the mid 80s and then he applied for us and then bring the rest of the family over here so we came here in the early 90s um so um i grew up here i grew up um, i spent the first five years of my childhood in new york and then we moved here um, in michigan 1998 um that's when the jobs were blooming and my father found you know jobs at the factories and whatnot and so we all just moved over here plus the housing costs and everything was just cheaper here than new york what do you remember about um, when you first came to Michigan? What was it like in Michigan and about how many families did you maybe know at that time? Okay, so we don't have a lot of family members um, over here in Michigan. They're mainly in Philadelphia and New York and in the UKs. Because my father, he was like only child, so I have no uncles. And then my maternal side, they were all in the UK. <laughs> so when we came here, we literally had no one that was our blood. It was just people that we knew, like maybe there were neighbors back home or my father worked with them. And so it was all neighbors and it was different. It was very different here. Cause in New York, we, where I was, or we, we lived, it was mainly like Indians and South Asians. And when, when I came over here, it was like all Bengalis. And <laughs> so it was, it was different, but they were nice. They were nice. So they were so welcoming. Like I remember the first morning that I woke up, our neighbor across the street they came and greeted us with uh it was like a bowl of curry and they said hi and you know and so it was it was nice it was they were very friendly and very welcoming and it was very different i kind of liked being around our people <laughs> so it was nice it was nice um, I've heard stories about your dad, actually, and how he was a dynamic figure for many people in Michigan. Would you like to talk to me about anything about your dad? Okay, so my father was a huge part of my life. I was always closer to to him like you know as like when i was born i did not see my father so i i saw him when i was seven because he was away in dubai and then he came to the u.s so when i when i was seven that's when i finally found my dad you know and he just he him and i we are so similar in personality and then like we're so outgoing and bubbly and then i could connect with them so much better than i can connect with my mom so i was so much closer with my dad um so any sort of school issues any sort of issues i had like job wise school wise he would be like the person i would go to you know and he would be the one that's always waiting for me. you know how people have the moms waiting for their daughters or their sons coming from school i had my dad looking out the window waiting for me to come home so yeah he was a huge part of my life and for because of him, this was another reason why I went decided to go into this field of uh, home care and the whole elderly and the disabled. Because I lost my father at, in 2014. He had a hemorrhagic um, attack of the brain. And so he that left him paralyzed on one side of his whole body, as well as him um, having a slurred speech and memory loss. And it was so difficult seeing him, um, how he went from 
being such a happy person, so bubbly and so full of life, to being someone that didn't know who he was or who I was even at times, you know, because I would speak to him on the phone and he wouldn't know if I was his daughter, who I was, you know, we would have to remind him that, hey, you know, I, this is me. So it was very hard. And, but yeah, he is a huge part of my life. And for that reason, I, you know, I decided to go into this uh, route. Tell me, when did you start your business and what were some of the first initial challenges you might have had? Um, so my father passed away in 2014 and my daughter was also born in 2014. My father died in September. My daughter was born in February of 2014. And I got my credentialing and this whole licensing approved around that time too. So like right before my daughter was born, I actually got the credentialing and everything done. And it was all new because I was pregnant at that time. My father was ill back home and it was like so much of emotions going on, you know, it was just, and then I, I took it a little slow at that time because I, you know, I was worried. I was, uh, my father here is sick. And then here I am, you know, about to have a child. Um, so at that time, when I first got the words about my licensing and the credentials, I didn't start right away, you know, going out there and, you know, having everything done. I took it slowly uh, until, the, you know, my daughter was born. And that is why the name of the company is Marciha. It's named after my daughter. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so after she was born, that's, uh, you know, a month or two later, I started getting into you know this whole office and everything that i needed to get started with it it took a lot of toll on me like it, i was like I don't know how many hours a day I pretty much put my time into this, you know, just trying to find out, researching and how to go on about um, getting everything started from looking at softwares to, you know, um, building my websites, marketing, and then like liability issues. There's like whole loads of things that, you know, is connected to a business. And and this was a business that um it's risky too. You know, there's a lot of liability, liability issues when it comes to caregivers as well as clients. So I had to make sure that I was safe as well as, you know, the people that I was dealing with or I was going to have as my clients and caregivers were also protected. So I took it slow, but I did a lot of research continuously. It was like day and night. I had like black eyes. <laughs> I had the dark circles and everything around my eyes. And I, and I was pretty much doing it alone. You know, I, I had no help um, when I started off. It was just me. And then um, later on, I did go into having a consulting firm. And then I had hired, you know, assistants, which was a must because because I was going really, yeah, I was going crazy. <laughs> it was a lot of work getting it started. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. So did you, did you always know you wanted to do this or like besides, you know, your father and watching him, his health deteriorate, you know, what, what uh, inspired you to begin this business? I guess me being a people's person, you know, I've being, a, being, you know, a foreigner, I guess, like, which, you know, most of us are from being a child, like helping your parents out with the social services work, human services department, you know, that sort of offices, like as, as us, even though we're kids, um, we've, we've become their interpreters, you know, the translators, you know, from such young age, filling out their forms, helping them out and uh, talking for them. And that has become so natural to me where um, it has become a part of me. And then when I came to Michigan and then growing up around our people, I've connected with them in a different level. Like, cause I, cause I, I love them, you know, it was, it was just me. It was so natural to talk to them. And, and then when I noticed that when my father was sick and there wasn't, uh, you know, anyone here to look after him besides my mom who was sick herself. And there wasn't a lot of um, options out there that we knew of, or there was programs out there that we knew of. It would 
within our community. We did hear about other, you know, programs and such, but it was outside of our community. It was not within our community. And it was like nursing homes and like um, skilled nursings and things like that. And we you know we didn't want to put our father in there, you know. So and for that reason, my mother took him back home. So that way, relatives over there can look after him. So I guess even me being as a being a people's person is one thing. Second is the need that I thought was needed in our community. It was when you started your business. Did you see the other people doing similar businesses, or did you see other women entrepreneurs around you? Um, no, that was, that's that's the thing. Um, so when I first started off, um, it was not in the community. The only other person that I knew that had similar things um, was Desh Pharmacy um, and Huda uh, Bayanam. Like I, I'm pretty cool with them too. They're very nice people. Um, and they have a huge company going on. They have physical therapy. They have skilled nursing and all the other stuff um, within their company. And uh, but I heard about them after I got my credentialing. So I was not aware. And then they, um, I remember, they were not as big in the home care part of it, like for the home health part of it. They were more of like the outpatient physical therapy or um, nurses coming into the home and doing the skilled nursing. So it was a slight bit of a difference there um but when it came to female um i was the first female that i know of i guess um that was there and that had um got this started so you mentioned um you know like it was hard to just get get it rolling because there's a lot that you had to learn and and teach yourself in the process you know besides having some initial startup challenges that it was challenging to be a woman in this space or owning a business at all can you speak to me more about that so yes um it it was very challenging you know and it is still challenging being a female and being in a man-dominated you know city where majority of the businesses owned are by our male bengalis older male Bengali uncles and bais, bais and such um, and they're not used to or especially uncles you know they're not used to seeing um, a female out there you know because uh, it kind of breaks like the cultural bias you know they expect us to be at home you know looking after the kids being in the kitchen and here I am you know being a female and I am out there and I have opened up a place of business that's an office and it's open to the public you know and I am uh, actually going out there um, uh, speaking to them too you know sometimes I would be out there and say hey Tessa you know like we got this and this program like you know which I think you would benefit from, you know, so they're not used to that. And so they, and then they look down on, on you too. They don't have, they have this trust issue where because they're not used to seeing a young female out there and me offering a business. They're, they're not, they're thinking, hey, can she do this job? You know, can she actually make this service work for me? But, you know, in reality, yes, you know, uh, we, the females, we are able to do this job, you know, you know, just as if not better than the males out there because we go out of our way to do in our job for them do you think that your identity has played a role in being a female bangladeshi entrepreneur it plays a huge role like um like when it comes to me knowing my own Bangladeshi people how they are you know I try to work with them uh, <laughs> in whatever ways I can because like I, I I know some are very hard to get to or speak to so I try to you know talk from their perspective you know how what they want to hear what they want to want want to hear from me so I try to work with that um I, I, I am 
very friendly, very, you know, understanding. So, and I, and I also, you know, I ask questions, you know, and I tell them to tell me what, you know, they expect from me and how I can be a help and, you know, and how could, how I can make them prove that I can do actually the services for them. So I guess talking to them is uh, the communication with them is a huge. So me being able to speak their language, you know, that's a huge. For people who might not understand what services you provide, can you explain what kind of services your business is offering? Okay, so it is a in-home service where we um, hire caregivers. It can be a caregiver of the client's choice. Um, it could be a relative. It could be a neighbor. It could be um, someone that they want us to hire. And all those caregivers we hire are background checked and they go through a hiring process. And also and we have to follow like state and federal guidelines to make sure that you know they are also doing their job when it comes to them being a caregiver and the client is feeling safe um, and they help with tasks around the house like with everyday um, daily activities such as grooming cleaning um, bathing medications uh, and it's it's for people that are disabled and who are elderly and who are um, I guess with special needs what would you say is your biggest client base I would say people that are um, disabled and elderly and they are my mains. Um, I do have uh, people that are 18 and 19 year olds who were I guess they're they're disabled from birth and that's that's very few though and majority of the clients are Bengali um, and that is why I decided to go into and bring and bring this into the Bangladeshi community because there wasn't any at that time. Can you tell me how much your business has grown since you've started it? Alhamdulillah it's has grown quite you know, quite well. It's, it's alhamdulillah. Um, when I first started off, it was very minimum. Obviously, you know, like the trust issues, getting everyone to know who you like, what you are doing and them to come to you, you know, you had to build that up. And I had to go through referral sources. Marketing was another one. And then there's also networking. Um, so all of that helped in building um, like uh, the clientele base that I have right now. And it has grown uh, very well, very well. What would you say are some misconceptions about the services you provide? Yes, um, so majority of the people they are they're okay, you know they want they want it, but then here and there you do run into people like and I'm I'm speaking of now like at the current situation. Now when I first started because it was a different kind of a trust issue then, but now it's more like hey you know I am over here and I'm giving them my social security card, you know my I, all this information, my personal information. Like are they going to be able to keep that safe or is this going to be be you know going out somewhere or they're going to be selling these stuff you know so that's that's a misconception for 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 sure so for that reason we make them sign those releases and everything because you know and make them be reassured that you know there's nothing that we will do that will you know i guess mess with their identity or have anything stolen from them what what is the most rewarding part about doing this job I guess speaking to people and I, the the amount of thanks you get, you know, the appreciation. Like I'll have the aunties and the uncles, you know, they'll call and they'll 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 just say, hey, you know, I'm praying for you. I'm making dua for you, and that's such a blessing just to hear that. You know, it it fills my heart. Like I guess that's the biggest part of it. You know that you're a mother and a wife. What can you tell me about balancing your roles as an entrepreneur and as a family woman? 
Oh, it can be hard. It can be very hard because, you know, as a mother, your your kids are always looking up to you. You know, even though the father is there, um, they still want you. You know, they still want you. They want they want your time. They want your affection. You know, they want you to help them with their schoolwork. Um, they want you to go play with them outside. So it's j- juggling those two. It's very hard. And it, I mean, at, at times I feel guilty. You know, I f- like right now I'm able to give a little bit more of my time because I have you know people that are helping me with this whereas when I first you know like the first few years like the three four years I would say I was very much in a lot of stress you know because just trying to juggle my kids you know my stuff and everything so it's it's difficult it's very difficult what do you hope people will learn about you? Well, <laughs> um, that I love people. I mean, I mean, I love I love all kinds of people. Um, yeah, and I, I love talking. I love getting to know someone. Um, I, I want to hear your stories. I, I will take my time listening to you. So yeah, I like to hear from you guys. You know, I want to learn from you. I want to like speak to you and get to know your stories. I love people. I love talking to them, you know, people. <laughs> If there's people that um, want to open businesses like you, is there any tips that you'd like to give them? Yes. Um, so definitely do your studies. You know, that's what I had to do. Do your research. Make sure that you have enough time in your hands, you know, because this is a full time, you know, a job that you're going to go into if you want this to work. And there's a lot of competitions right now. So you want to make sure that, you know, you are up for that and that you don't give up because, you know, any anytime you want to give up, like that's when you know, <laughs> that's when it's all done. So you want another thing is that you want to be different. You want to sh- you want to show the community what's different about you what difference you you have that you have to offer you know from the other competitors so definitely do your research put time into it and know who your competition is and do something different you know offer something that's different from what the usuals are offering what would you like people to know about your journey with your business um, I want them to know that um, it's it's never easy, but you know there's always a um, you know a sun after the <laughs> rain. So yeah, so it takes time. You know anything that you want that you love and you put your you know your heart and mind into, you can make it happen. You know just just give it your all and yeah, just be determined. I had to be very determined. I did not want to give up. You know, and I I even now I'm like no, you know I'm not gonna make this you know fall out. I have to continue you know so determination is one yes biggest one what would you like people to know about detroit's bangladeshi entrepreneurs um, our Balanchi community, like, I guess we're very hardworking. Our Balanchi people are very hardworking. You know, we all came from uh, hardworking families. You know, we all came over here, you know, to strive for better, you know, for a better living, better education, you know, giving our kids a better life. Because, you know, back home there, we didn't have that option. So I, I think as Balanchis, we work very hard to, you know, bring uh, that, the best in us, you know, bring out the best that's in us. What do you think is next for you? I am just going to be growing this and along with that I hope to have more things added to it um, along this line so there's also this um, maternal infant program that I am trying to um, uh, get my um, licensing on a credentialing on Um, it's still in the process and it's huge and this will help like the pregnant moms you know where um, the the, pregnant nurse or a nutritionist will come out to the home and then they'll have like um, a talk one-on-one talk and 
uh, right now there isn't any that's Bengali out there that's you know doing this so this would be really nice for our Bangladeshi sisters you know mothers to have where they can speak to someone in their own language you know with uh, with help throughout their pregnancy anything else you'd like to tell me or anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share I guess the, uh, the newer generations you know our our age females like we we're not you know we're, we're not just in the corner anymore you know we're out there and we're, we're not you know just cooks and we're not just nurses you know <laughs> which I was originally going into but we're more than that you know we're we're, we're teachers we're journalists you know we're we're a lot more <laughs> than what they assume us to be you know that we don't have you know much we're makeup artists you know we have like uh, event um events catering and all of that so yeah so uh, us us Bangladeshis we're more than just you know a a restaurant owner or a cook you know we're more than that so i just want them to know that we have a lot to offer and now the new, newer generations are going into more i guess more things than what our fathers and our mothers went into so i want to thank you again mafruja for joining us today and i'm here with mafruja begum of marciha home care services llc one of detroit's women bangladeshi entrepreneurs thank you so much nargis it was lovely talking to you again Learn more at sada, S-A-A-D-A dot org. Stay tuned.